Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School Hour number two here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Join in on the conversation, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line. And you can see our faces on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the Twitters. All of it live, all of it video. I, I do want to read some of the text before we d- dive into the subject. Gabe says this. What's up, DP? What's up, Jay? I totally agree. I have no problem with these young men and women going after the money. I know I never had a problem with them leaving school to go pro either. I left college early because I got a job in advertising. I didn't hear anybody raising the stink about me leaving school for a job. All facts. Uh, Husker fan in Manhattan says the ratio of first-round picks uh, – for five-star recruits is okay, but the ratio for being drafted in any round is very high. They're 30 per year. You get three to five uh, pay-for-play, fill in the last 25 uh, slots. That will cost you 15 to $20 million for four classes. That would raise the competition uh, and development. Draft stock at Nebraska, enough to start lowering the cost per player. All those things are in play, right? All those things are in play. Uh, Gus says this. I agree with Jay. There needs to be a salary cap for NIL. Uh, whether the number is set by the NCAA, the conference, or the university, should be a set number, at least transparency-wise. I feel that grades need to be used to put up uh, that false front of student-athlete. Thanks, guys. Uh, and then Crobate was funny. He was Last night, he, was, he, he clicked on the wrong link to listen to shows, so he was texting the other shows with like things that they weren't talking about. So, Corbett, we understand, bro. We, we don't, don't. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, no, don't, don't worry about that. We've had, we've had so many people do that where they're like, I was watching the wrong show. I'm so sorry. No, we understood, bro. We definitely – I understood when you were doing it. Because you like, just get a text and you're just like, what in what the you, world yeah, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Um Rico, can you Hello. come up with a trivia question? Yes. Don't sneeze. Don't do it. Don't do Fight it. Fight it. Fight it, Rico. On. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> Fight it. 
<laughs> fight it, Rico. Fight the good fight. We're fine. We're fine. Fight the good, good fight, Rico. I want to give away a couple of passes to Salt Dogs for, for uh, some baseball. We're going to have Charlie Mario on at 11 for, on one-on-one, so I want to give away a couple of passes here. Come up with a trivia question next next segment. Okay. Next segment. We'll do that. Um, so, as we were talking about, Jay <clears throat> kind of mentioned the, the, the semi-pro league. <laughs> the development league. Well, uh, the development league is what uh, you could call. I, it. I would like. I, I'm always have said for the NFL to be the biggest sports business out there, the most profitable and the biggest like landmark or whatever. We're the only one without a developmental system. You know what I'm saying? Now you could say college. I don't really think it's that. Or you could say USFL. Or you could say. But they don't partner with any anybody. They don't partner with the XFL, USFL, or anything like that. Okay. You know, I w- this would be a great opportunity. Um, maybe kind of like the you know the G League or D League or whatever it is called now, mm-hmm. that the NFL does something like that. They could put requirements on it that you go to at least, you know, two years of um, college. It'll be a little bit harder because of insurance the amount of players that are on each team you know that you know you gotta have big rosters and stuff like that but you know I thought NFL Europe was phenomenal and and I'll say look there's tons of players that created an NFL career off of going and getting experience in NFL Europe there's guys that are coming off injuries that were able to get more live reps more film to get other opportunities or cement opportunities in training camp Kurt Warner played over there the late great Lawrence Phillips played over there kind of resurrected his career uh, so forth and so on. Um, I know maybe it was a financial issue or something like that with the NFL, but if there's something that could maybe come out of this through NIL, um, and this is a long shot. I mean, heck, they ain't even figured out NIL yet, but that they could have some sort of developmental league. And, and it, it could only it could be as simple as four games but a ton of practices for these guys to develop. Because, and, and I don't know all the back, story or back what all needs to be done but from an NFL standpoint there's more that you can readily go and pick from as from a team standpoint and a league standpoint more stories and you can develop guys because this league and I saw this changing as I was kind of getting retired out of the league and the NFL retiring me where there was a quick shift from good athletes or great athletes that are also you had to be a good and and sometimes great football player versus focus on great athletes. And we're just going to try to out athlete you. Well, when you play against a team that's well coached, that got great athletes because everybody in the NFL is a great athlete. Then you see the disparity. Then you see the disparity from starter to backup. So say when you're in granted, I know the paycheck's different, but the inability to develop players underneath the starters, the hype is hurting the NFL and teams but well, they could fix that with by extending the, the 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 farm roster, right? But extending the farm roster would essentially be doing what I'm saying. If you extend the farm roster, you got to still have a way to develop them through practice, and it might be something earlier, you know, in the off season, you know, where or there. But, but that's I mean, for 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 a league that has all the resources, right? All the money, and the same could be said for the Power Five programs, right? For the Power Five programs that have enough resource. That you could go benefits of being power five is that you could practice more. You could, but see, here's the here's the difference when power five just say the conferences, right? Uh-huh. Not all of them work together. The NFL is the NFL. Every problem in collegiate sports is because people won't work together. 
Right, like, but the NFL doesn't have to work. In, in, we're talking the same thing. They yeah. don't work together. The NFL doesn't have to work with anybody. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of just imagine. You, just imagine. Just I mean, and uh, it, the same thing happened to bowl games, right? That we couldn't put together the the proper college football playoff tournament because the bowl people want to hold on to their paychecks, right? So we're allowing eight people to continually handcuff the entire progress of the sport because those eight people want their eight checks for the Alamo Bowl, the Joe Bowl, the Steve Bowl, the Tim Bowl. You can't move this bowl to a different day because it's always been right, played Right, right. It's always been done here, and this is how we make my money because you've got a board of regents for that bowl. They all get paid every year for doing absolutely nothing uh, good for the program, for, for, for the sport itself. Nothing. So you could literally wave the wand and put take eight bowl games that don't matter and make them a part of the college bowl series playoff. And everybody is better for it. Literally everybody's better for it, except for the eight people who, who, who want to hoard all the money. Right. You could do the same thing for your student athletes. If you simply worked proactively to put together pools of money for each athlete. What school? Who were we talking to that said that the, the, the school was Michigan State? Yeah, putting a pool of money together for all the players, right. right? For all these contributors, people around the perimeter who don't want this chaos in. So what they're doing is removing the chaos by setting up a pool for NIL, and then that money goes in the pool, and then it's just divided amongst all the players, right? And then you have another group that just for the starters, the the the, the big twenty four, mm-hmm. right? Twenty four players, right? right? All your, your 24 starters and your 22 starters and your two kickers, right? Okay, so we're going to set aside different money for that. It's a different level of money. If you want to salary cap it, that's how you do it. Starters get one pay. Everybody else gets another pay. And then if you're on a practice squad, you know what? Uh, we'll figure it out. You could do that with the Power 5 schools and the f- Power 5 conferences because then you're getting everybody to work on the same page, same level, same effort. Regents, here's the control. We're going to set the same number for all teams in the, in the same conference. Whatever that number is, we all mutually agree. So if Michigan State feels like they can raise more or they can't raise as much as Nebraska, but they do want to con- participate, then you reach a median. It's okay. Listen, it'll be if – the, if the range is $10 million and $20 million, we'll fall at fifteen and we'll stay in that space. At least everybody, again, for transparency's sake, is recruiting at the same level, same pay. Sure. Simplicity, because you do it for coaches. You say, "Listen, we're not going to pay over this amount. So if you guys are going to go and pay somebody nine million, the rest of the teams in the conference are going to get you. We're going to get you for doing that, because that means that in order for us to catch up, not only do we have to to match what you're doing, but we're going to have to overspend that, right? Just to get even with the team that decided to pay their coach nine million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a every there's a ton of ideas out there and there's no right idea in this because this is something that's mine never is right. did, mine is totally right well sure uh, this is not, this is something idea. that this is something that should have been done a long time ago and now we're here there's no regulation so there's no there's no playbook or no history of how to go about it you could kind of reference the nfl but you can't because the salary cap thing x y and z then there's other schools that are productive schools that are outside of the power five conferences that you know and all that stuff um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see where we're at of August of next year, because 
you've had a whole you'll have a whole year of some of these guys. Some have been earned, some haven't. Of NIL deals that have either been well, uh, you know, good money spent or money not spent so well, and how the reaction is going to be from team to team. Um, and it's hard to kind of, you know, devil in this NIL thing like every single day. Um, because you still have to coach and develop and do all the other stuff. So I think, you know, you might start seeing teams that or conferences or teams, the idea would be having NIL evaluators, NIL recruiters, you you know what I'm saying? And keep them away from the coaches so when the coaches and them come together, the lines aren't crossed, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I think through that, Again, the resources exist. We we know that there's sure. there's 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 access and resource. What we also know is that the powers of be at power five schools don't necessarily want to listen. They're yeah, not, that's a personal problem, right? Right? Like they don't, like but look, you, you the, could you could come in with the right idea, and it's going to be well. That makes I make this money without doing this amount of work. Why would I add more to my plate? Yeah. But I'm even saying, though it has greater good for them, yeah, I mean you're gonna have to do some forward thinking, open thinking, um, forward evaluating, forward and open inclusion, um, and you also have to be able and willing to adjust as you go along because there isn't a right or wrong way to do it. It's figuring out what's the right or wrong way for you to do it, and to be effective and to be efficient. And not to lose, let's just call it your identity, which is you got to develop and encourage and push players that are on your present day roster. So it's it's, and also keep them in tune, re-recruiting them instead of, you know, a hard job for coach now is like, depending on where you're at, you know, for a situation with the staff is like you 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 know you just say in a regular year you had to re-recruit your present roster or present position group uh present position group twice that's early signing period late signing period right now it's almost like you got to do it every two weeks every week um and have somebody you're gonna have to have somebody that you delegate that to that can that is make that that can and is willing to kick it straight and strong to the players that connects with the players. Are you saying it doesn't exist now? That there are people, that there's nobody well, well, on the be, staff or roster? Oh, well, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's because, okay, let's just, I, I, okay, just say re-recruiting twice a year takes up, I don't just say 10, 10 hours of your day or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it five times more because of, there's no time frame to sign, you know, uh, transfer portal guys. You could be recruiting a guy, and he, you know, he, you know, commits in May. He could commit commit in February if he's already great. He could just be sitting around, just seeing when the best opportunity comes. It could be in June. It could be right before August. If you do it ten hours twice a year, and you have to do it five times, that's fifty hours. Okay, well, those fifty hours are going to dip into something else, right? It's going to dip into coaching. It's going to be dipping in developing. So if you have a partner along with you that can kind of report to you and say, okay, look, I, Rico, J, and DP are good, but we need to really, really work on – this is what I'm working on with 
Nick. And Nick's feeling this way. So this is what I think we need to do with Nick. Okay, this, this, and this. So then what it does, it makes your it makes the time that the coach has to take out of, say, coaching, recruiting high school kids, recruiting and, and developing relationships with high school coaches in areas across the country, less inefficient because when they're showing up with the conversation with Nick, the conversation's already been had. So it's making that bridge that you, you, you maybe you're trying to bridge a gap or can reconnect it's going to happen more because you're going to have intel on it versus showing up cold turkey and thinking everything's cool. And then, like, saying, you know, he's just giving you a complimentary last conversation. But and you're getting having, the tweet. you have a recruiting coordinator. You have a recruiting staff. Matter of fact, well, I'm sure recruit, they're going to have to have delegate. I'm just, I'm, I'm sure. I'm just. Like, I think. I, think I they don't should, know I think all the everybody's job. I'm just talking. And no, just, I think just, they should just hire Jay Foreman and tell him, hey, listen, man, help us figure out what dudes from a talent standpoint match our, 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 our scheme. Like our 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 2023 needs. What do we need immediately, yeah. right? And to have people in place to do that. So I'm agreeing with you that look, having people to do that makes perfect sense. But it also helps you make better decisions. It gives you better bang for the buck because right. you're not making bad yeah, it's decisions. All, it's all about efficiency. Yeah, you're not making. You're not throwing good money to bad to bad situations, and you're not in a panic. That oh my goodness gracious we don't have enough defensive linemen so we need to go out and get whoever we can get for whatever it takes to get them. Yeah, and I'm sure they're doing it. I'm just saying it's it's just you know what what this NIL has done is 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 you know everybody looks at it as putting on the pressure or the pressure on the pocketbooks of the donors and people that are going out and raising money, but it's put a lot more pressure on coaches to delegate more time away from what, you know, obviously they probably love doing, which is coaching, developing players, to um, negotiating, massaging, and and re-recruiting players on a more daily basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's just where it's at because a lot of – then what also people aren't understanding is players have a a wrong idea of what it's like to be in the transfer portal vortex. I call it the vortex because it just sucks people in, right? Everybody focuses on the Justin Fields, the Quinn Ewers, and whoever else is making huge, you know, gains out of the transfer portal, or so and so goes in the transfer portal and they end up at Alabama. Well, a vast majority of people go in that transfer portal. They don't get the love that they thought they were going to get. They don't get the same type of recruiting that they got out of high school. And then they're in there, and they don't have a way to operate efficiently in there to maybe seek out opportunities. They don't know how to do it, let alone they're not getting it. So that also dips into NIL because then people think they're going in the transfer portal to get some big get out of NIL. And sometimes they got to take the same deal that they left and go to an unknown opportunity. And yeah, you're showing up there and you can take all the pictures for social media and all that stuff. But when you're sitting in your apartment or whatever they're living in, you're like, man, it ain't nothing different than where I was at. Well, sometimes you just need to move. Right. You just, yeah. But sometimes you also realize, i.e. we were talking outside of it when you were, you know, talking about a golfer where sometimes you get a big paycheck, but they're written all over your face. It's like, man, I don't know if I made the right decision. That's again, allow humans to be human. Right. <laughs> and there's no, especially and, Un, fully undeveloped humans. Like I said, my thing is through all of this stuff that the adults, let the adults be the adults 
and that we need to look out for the for the folks who are new to business, they're new to negotiations, they're new to contracts, they're new to resources, they're new to money. We need to look out for them. That should be priority. But that's just me, and I'm okay with folks disagreeing with it. Rico, you got a trivia question? You got one coming to mind, or you'll have one when we come back? I will have one when we come back. Okay, we'll go towards the break. We'll give away a couple of passes for the Salt Dogs when we do that, and then we'll dive a little bit into, you know, Jay Foreman's brain. We'll get deep into Jay Foreman's brain when we come back. <laughs> You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.